Hey guys, we were set to record a new episode this week and got hit with a couple days of severe storms, some school cancellations, some tornadoes, some flooding, you know, springtime in Oklahoma. So we thought it would be a good time to repost and revisit our one of our first episodes where we talk about um, storm prep and storm anxiety in our kids. So review, re-listen if you've heard it before or if it's new to you, enjoy. And we will be back next week with new episodes. We have three interviews in the next week. It's going to be crazy. So we'll have lots of new content for you coming up next week. Please enjoy and stay safe. Hi, I'm Sarah, a working mom of a toddler and an elementary school kid. And I'm Claire, the mom of two boys who are also in elementary school, and I also work full-time. We're two friends in the middle of the country, in the middle of parenting, in the middle of our careers, and in the middle of just about everything. Hi. You're always the like, (laughs) hello. And we're back. And we're back. Welcome to the middle of everything with Sarah and Claire. Thank you to everybody because we did officially launch everything last week and we've had so much good feedback. Um, both on the first little chunk of episodes, and then we had one more come out this week, and we've had a lot of people sending some really nice messages and commenting, so keep it up. Um, so we, because of some scheduling things and some life things, we don't have a guest in studio this week, so Claire and I just thought we would talk. We were kind of just going to come in and freestyle, and then Mother Nature showed up and provided us with the perfect topic this week, which is spring. In Oklahoma. Yeah, being weather aware. Or anywhere, really. Really, I moved to Oklahoma with not nearly enough respect for or mm-hmm. any real concept of how serious that was. When did you move here? How long have you college. lived here? Okay. So, yeah, so I moved here as a freshman, which, of course, you know, invincible anyway. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, I kind of thought of it as like, oh, yeah, like a really bad storm. Mm-hmm. Not like no concept for real of what a tornado was right. or what um, severe weather really could be. And then, of course, you have kids and it's like, like everything else, next level anxiety. Much more serious, mm-hmm. of course. Mm-hmm. Especially because they typically happen around here, it feels like, in the afternoon mm-hmm. and really hit and miss whether it's like still during the school day or whatever. And yeah, so how can that not be, you know, something that you think about this time of year? It ratchets up a notch when you have kids to handle as well. Totally. So what, has Bowie asked at all about weather? Have you guys brought it up with him, like how to be weather aware? So kind of it came up on its own. Last week they went on a field trip and they had, during the field trip, this little program during the lunch where one of the weather teams came and did a presentation and on top of just sort of general weather information they also did this little demonstration of what happens if you have a safe room versus if you don't have a safe room so I'm immediately turning to this dad next to me like oh shit here it comes like I can see the wheels turning like why don't we have a safe room like what you know what's up with that mom and he he got distracted enough then he didn't notice and then random chance also then on monday or tuesday one day this week a a weather guy also came to their school unrelated to this field trip because only some of the kids were at this field trip but anyway um and did another presentation (laughs) about it so they've been educated now at school about weather awareness and then of course you know about a week ago we start getting the like ominous like next week severe weather Wednesday Thursday it's like you you get these um sort of vague references to it about a week out and then it gets narrower and narrower and narrow and so today we're on the day that it's supposed to happen and they've narrowed it down to like between eight and midnight tonight for us anyway so it's like they can they narrow it and narrow it and narrow it so you know and it's now not as bad as they think it's going to be in our area. Again, he, he's just sort of blissfully unaware a lot of the time, I think. He just sort of lives in his own little bubble. And until um, it actually happens, I don't think um, he's it, – it's not at the front of his mind at this moment, as it is to me, um, just knowing I need to get ready and have it prepared. So Yeah, well, and, too, you know, our kids are in an age where – 
there's always going to be an adult around, mm-hmm. like whether that's at school or at home. Um, there's not like a situation where yet where they would potentially be home alone right. when a storm hit or something like that. So, but that said, we yeah, same thing. La- I think last year our kid um, got a similar talk at school. I mm-hmm. just have not been made aware that it's happened yet um, this year, but definitely came home and wanted to know what our emergency plans were. <laughs> so we had to think on the fly mm-hmm. um, and come up with Let one. Let me sketch it out for you. Exactly. I've got that. Right. I mean, we did. T- they do know our, our room. The place you go to is the mm-hmm. most, for those of you, if anyone's listening, does not in Oklahoma, who maybe <laughs> doesn't know this. Um, you want to go to your most interior room mm-hmm. without any windows. Typically, for a lot of people, that's a closet, but obviously has to be able to fit people in it. Mm-hmm. And of course, this is all assuming you don't have a shelter a installed. Um, so yeah, so we've, we've talked about those plans. Mm-hmm. And we have a, a fire escape plan. We know which neighbors we're going to in the event nice. of a fire, so we can all re-congregate. I, thank goodness the school sort of instigated this conversation because it for sure was not top of my mind yeah. to like be having this. Season. Well, and this year is later than usual, it seems like, for the weather because it's been colder than usual. So it's it's odd that it's May and this is the first time this is happening mm-hmm. for us too. It so is, It is weird because typically by June, Typically, um, of course, now that I've, I'm saying this, this will not be the case this mm-hmm. year, but we, you're kind of out of the woods. Right. Um, it's a, April, a reason May. it's a spring thing, um, mm-hmm. and I'm going to get all of the meteorological terms wrong, yep. but it's the, it's the cold air and the hot air coming together that mm-hmm. I think um, cause it. So in the heat of the summer, this is less of an issue. Right. Obviously, when it's cooler, less of an issue. And have you transition. noticed that the last couple of days, it's that like cloudy, dark, green, hot. You can like, feel it. Yeah. Like you can just feel it's it. It's brewing. You know? It's brewing. Yeah. So what's your level of preparedness? Like, are you on a, like, eh, it'll be fine up to like safety kit, like safety room. And you don't have a safe room. We both live in older yeah. houses and those are harder to install an actual safe room. In, I mean, but. that's a good question. So I, I live, so my husband is a native Oklahoman Mm -hmm. who has lived through um, the more tornado of, God, I don't even remember what year it was. 2000? Yes. Yeah. Um, So his hometown is just outside of Moore, and Mm -hmm. so they, you know, experienced all of that. Um, And he was was probably pretty weather aware before that, but now, you know, Right where he's so, from gets hit. Yeah, bad. yeah, the southwest part of the state. Um, just hyper aware. So I have the luxury, um, mm-hmm. being married to that person, um, of being less intense about it because mm-hmm. he takes the intensity kind of for all of us. I think for the <laughs> most part. Um, but so so he's my default of mm-hmm. you know when 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 do we need to go? We've actually only ever taken the kids. Um, to cover mm-hmm. once, I think. Okay. Um, so, and it was two years ago, I want to say. And I, I mean, I don't know if it was the severity. I think it was probably more to do with the location. Not that it was like just more severe than anything else that we had seen, but it was kind of barreling down right yeah. on Midtown Tulsa. I know exactly what you're talking about because I was out of town for work. And I'm getting, like, weather alerts blowing up my phone. I'm at a client dinner, or a dinner with my boss, I think, is actually where I was. And I'm texting my husband, like, what are you doing? Are you taking shelter? And he is very, like, ah, it's going to be fine. Like, we don't need to do anything Mm -hmm. attitude. And I was freaking out. It was, like, I want to say it was maybe, like, late March or something when that happened. Because I I know exactly what you're talking about. Because it was in Midtown. People we knew, people I knew that lived near us were like putting things on Facebook about their neighborhoods getting hit or something. And I'm sitting at this client dinner powerless to know what my husband is doing with our totally. children. So Well, we, we did. We, we went, walked down. Um, a neighbor of ours has a basement. Mm-hmm. And in that basement, so basements in general are safe places to be. Mm-hmm. But even within that basement has a um, shelter room, so a, a room that's completely um, yes. enclosed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I found myself there. It was it was our family plus two other dads and their kids. So for various reasons, mm-hmm. um, 
the moms of the kids were in different locations, either because of work or school or whatever. And so, um, yeah, I'm your your experience was their experience. Mm -hmm. It was one that I, you know, can can really relate to because I was just like, you know, I'm here. Just know I will be laying on top of your kids if that needs to happen. Like, you know, and, and just knowing. That didn't didn't come to that. Mm-hmm. I was probably being a little melodramatic, but I mean, when you're taking shelter with, in our case, six kids, right? You, I mean, we just need like, you need you need another mom yes. to, to know that. Not, I'm not saying dads can't handle it too; mm-hmm. they absolutely can. But potentially, one or more of the dads was watching the tornado mm-hmm. from the standing upper, on top, drinking a beer. <laughs> yep, it happens. <laughs> Um, it happens. It's not just in the movie Twister. <laughs> it's real life, people. Oh, man. Oh, um, my God. So, yeah, but that, that's the only time we've ever... So, it was serious enough that not only did I not want to take shelter... Like, not only did I want to take shelter, but I didn't want to... I didn't feel like... I felt like I needed to go somewhere that was Your an actual house wasn't self, enough. An actual shelter. Yeah. Um, but that said, you know, we pay attention and mm-hmm. we have... Um, you know, we'll be up. We just accept that, like, on nights like tonight when there's a storm chance, some adult in our house needs to be, yeah, needs to have the news on, mm-hmm. needs to whatever. Um, and, again, typically that's my husband because that's the kind, that's the guy I married. He's just, but, and, yeah. And he's, um, he pays a lot of attention to that. Um, but, yeah, so it's just been a learning yeah. for sure for me. So we are the opposite. I am the, the freak out warrior in our house. My husband just is always like they never hit this part of town it's gonna be fine but I today packed up my kit that I keep in the closet our our closet is our like safest Mm -hmm. space like our master bedroom closet um and so I keep a kit in there for the duration of the couple of months that um because because you know one sometimes you're in a hurry and you don't know what's going to happen but my fear is to like waking up in the middle of the night and the sirens going off and you don't have all your stuff so yeah um, disoriented yeah, yeah i i pack i pack a little bag i have like shoes for everybody water snacks flashlight um, heavy, thick blankets, and ideally you'd like drag a mattress or a sleeping bag or something like that. But I keep a couple of thick blankets folded up in there. Um, what else did I put in there? I made a list. Um, oh, for my little one, I used to always keep diapers. Now he's you just have a pull up, just an extra one, and like wipes for your hands in case, God forbid, like the roof did blow off or something, like and you're stuck in like debris. You have mm-hmm. to have that. And then what I usually do. Is. You have to have wipes for your hands. Well, just like you might have an injury or something. I don't know. I put wipes no, in there. Totally, you never know. I mean, look, I am pro wipes. <laughs> I do not want you to think that I'm not. But the sentence that yeah. you just said, which is like, in case your roof blows off, you, you might need a hand wipes. wipe. You do. You've got them. You might need some sanitizer. <laughs> there's, there's dirt. There's whatever. Oh, definitely. I have the wipes. is going to be priority It's going to be you. a huge deal yeah. if you're standing in a pile of rubble in your house. No. Hey, I don't make fun of my wives. I have my wives. Um, and then I always grab the kids' bike helmets. I grab, I have like an um, emergency kit in my car that's like first aid. It has like a flare and like things like that. And I throw that. I, I always grab those like if it really looks like it's gonna, it could happen that night. Like those things I don't like keep in the closet all the time. Right. Um, make sure we're set. So I, I need to have that so I can like sleep. And then, yeah, I I sit up and watch it like an insane person on my iPad or whatever, like yeah. until I'm sure that it's passed. Well, um, our, our phones are great now, too. I mean, mm-hmm. they're firing up and yep. they'll start beeping whether you're awake or not. So yes. sometimes it can be as simple as just taking your phone to bed, which I don't know. I don't typically do. Mm-hmm. Some people do. Some people don't. But. Sleep experts will tell you not to, I but know. on these Ugh. nights, I think it's it makes a lot of sense to just leave it by your bedside. Yes, and for sure. Um, everybody's phone will be going off. Oh, yeah. So. <laughs> well, and I get weather alerts for the whole state because I travel so much. So Sorry. mine will start going off as soon as things start happening, like on the western side of the state, and then just move continuously, which... It's great if I'm traveling. It's not great because it starts freaking my kid out because he's like, right. what's he, what is the guy saying? What's that guy saying? Like, because it's like this yeah. serious sounding weatherman voice or whatever. Well, yeah. But yeah, and I did feel 
slightly less crazy because I Googled this today because I was, one, packing my own kit and trying to think about what else do I need to, like, put in there? What am I forgetting? And then I we had kind of talked about bringing this up tonight. There are people that have, like, a full-on, like, catastrophe closet. Like, like two weeks' worth of food. Like, full changes of clothes for everybody. A backpack for, like, every person in their family with, like... MREs. Yeah, like for anything. No. They like, like thinking they are, I mean, it would, you would think, but I Googled like tornado prep kit or like oh, okay. natural disaster prep kit. Uh-huh. And that, I was like, I, I, I kind of feel like I suck now because all I put was like a couple granola bars and a couple bottles of water in mine. But yeah, there, I mean, it was intense. Uh-huh. Like, I, I don't know what, I mean, again, it, it didn't say apocalypse preparedness kit. That's what it felt like. I was like, two weeks. Like, you're not going to be trapped in your closet for two weeks. Like, you're going to, the Red Cross will find you. And now I probably will hear from someone who really was trapped in their closet for two weeks. But, like, I feel like in our particular case, the Red Cross or someone is going to find you within, I think that's probably a 12-hour period a day. And, yeah, like, you got your first aid. You got your shoes. Because that was the one thing that the, um... The weather guys that came to the field trip said they were like, make sure you have your shoes on. That was like the big thing for kids that they wanted to like point out. It's like, don't, don't argue with your parents if they ask you to put your shoes on. So I just keep in my bag in the closet, like, again, because if we have to wake up in the night and we don't, you know, who knows where your kids' shoes are. I can't even find them in the morning. But um, like an old, like an outgrown pair that maybe is a little too small but still fits on their feet if they need to. Um, that they're not currently wearing, but can go in that bag and just sit in my closet for two months and yeah. no big deal. But yeah, that's, I, I felt one slightly less crazy when I, when I Googled it and also like a little bit of a slacker. Cause I felt like my bag wasn't, was not sufficient to the standards of some of these people. With, well, you know, Hey, look, you know, it's, it's easy to laugh about because that seems a little extreme, but never want to be the person no. that was not... You know, yeah, that, and you know would... what? If that's what it takes to sleep at night, exactly. like I sleep fine with my Lara Bar granola bar <laughs> situation. Your shoes and your that's wipes. fine. Like, I'm good. Yeah, yeah I've, I've got my wife. <laughs> I've got my shoes. There's a flashlight. Totally. There's a, a blanket. Like yeah. I'm, I'm okay with that. But if if it takes mm-hmm. two weeks worth of food to make somebody sleep at night, that's great. Mm-hmm. Have you ever looked into getting a shelter? You know, I know after the the. Well, one of the big tornadoes and more because it seems to routinely get hit like every mm-hmm. five years or whatever. Um, a couple of people I worked with lived there and were talking about getting shelters. And, you know, my where we live just statistically does not get hit that bad that, you know, it rarely do they pop into Midtown Tulsa. Is that? Is it must be a geography thing, huh? I think so. And I know this, this is a total I mean, BS. Meteorologists, <laughs> please feel free to let us know. This is two moms talking in a studio. Yeah, we, we don't have a fact checker, but here's <laughs> what I've heard and just sort of, the, you know, it, it, they always kind of start in the western start of state. Oklahoma City, that area is much flatter. It, it is. is kind of where the fronts start. So, um one, that's where it all begins, and two, they have they can go longer with and get stronger and stronger because it's flatter, mm-hmm. and so they can get bigger and bigger. And then by the time they've moved across the state, the storms have usually weakened, and the geography is hillier here. And then there's the river, and I've heard this may be a complete urban legend that they can't they can cross the river, but they are less likely to cross the river. So like. It's yeah. just one of those things like you, you know, again, there's this town outside Oklahoma City that literally gets blown away every like five years. Oh, but then here, you know, then there's yeah. different parts of town that don't. Oh, however, last year there was that weird one that popped up in the middle of the night at uh, 41st and Yale. And but that's kind of proving the point a little bit in the sense. Well, what it like because it spun up in Tulsa. Like, yeah, it's not. <clears throat> I don't think the ones that pick up steam to the west and come through like typically right. they don't just the then big, come plow big through Tulsa right. also right um 
it feels like, and there was some out in Broken Arrow a couple mm-hmm. years ago too. I remember that that you know, small but pretty devastating for the people mm-hmm. that were in the path, but not not a wide swath right um, were affected. But but yeah, they they spin up here locally, mm-hmm. and, and the, um, the one that took out sort of this whole commercial section mm-hmm. of Midtown last year was. Um, they didn't even sound, sound the alarms no. for because there was zero warning. By yep. the time, by the time they knew that it was happening, it had already dissipated, yeah. which was just kind of crazy to think about. Two or three in the morning. We no. have an insanely sophisticated, mm-hmm. um, you know, meteorological. Yeah. Like everybody's watching mm-hmm. this part of the world this time of year. Like it's not like people aren't looking out for this no. stuff. Really smart people mm-hmm. that are really really well trained. And yeah. yet still, we can be surprised. And so there's yeah. there's some that you know, metaphor nice. or lesson there, I guess. But yeah, mm-hmm. it was, and it, I mean, it was, it hit this little sort of square yeah. of commercial district that sits in the middle of. It took out a Starbucks. A residential It took districts. out a Whataburger. <laughs> it, it took out a Panera Bread. Yeah. So everyone was home and no mm-hmm. one was at these businesses. I Except think. for the people that were in the Whataburger, <laughs> in the um, yes. in the freezer. I and think the they went in the, yeah. 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 Um, you're right. I shouldn't have said no one. There were for sure people. But no one got it. hurt I don't very so. badly. Because, like, and yeah. because of this like freak coincidence of where mm-hmm. and when it hit. Because had it hit, you know, half a mile over, it would have been in the middle of a neighborhood. Yeah. In the middle of the night with everyone sleeping with no warning. Yep. Like, it's just, wow. That was crazy totally, to I yeah. mean, I've lived in Tulsa for 20, no, 30-something years. Or in Oklahoma, anyway. Not always in Tulsa, but anyway, most of the time. And that's never happened. Ever, ever, ever. So, that, that was, that's why I keep the dog in the closet. Because <laughs> I'm totally freaked out about that. Yeah. And the kids know, like, well, my older one knows, like, if you hear that, Come, come to mom and dad's room, you know, whatever. He, the mm-hmm. little one we'd have to grab, but um, he knows to do that. And so then I started thinking today, too, um, and I, surely I've thought about this every year, and I don't know why today I just had, like, kind of a meltdown about it, but I'm like, what about the dogs? <laughs> like, do we get our dogs? I, I think the one time, I think once last year we actually sheltered in the closet, and I think I brought the dogs in there because it was at, like, seven or eight o'clock at night and we had a warning and that was one of those times where they like know it's coming and they give you like basically the address you know they're like (laughs) if you live at you know this intersection six there will be a tornado well yeah like so i mean it's that precise so i think that time i i got freaked out enough i grabbed the dogs and brought them in the closet because i was kind of like i don't know it was early enough that it wasn't a big deal but um i mean our dogs sleep in a kennel so they would be sort of protected in there but yeah. I, I wish obviously the kids are the top priority. This is, yeah, this is something we're gonna have to talk about tonight when I get home mm-hmm. because I we didn't we do not I mean no we didn't yeah. have not anticipated bringing our I mean she's a pretty big seventy pound yeah more or less dog. Where does she sleep um, in the garage? She, no, she sleeps inside, but she's got like her own little like okay. corner in our office with her bed set up. Okay, and everything. yeah. So um, I mean she would obviously be inside, but yes, in terms of. Um, yeah, I guess I just hadn't thought about this. Oh, shame. <laughs> shame on me. Well, that's, um, I don't know why today all of a sudden it just crossed my mind. Yeah. But well, I, was, I mean, it's mm-hmm. because you're a responsible pet owner. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> they were probably like right in front of me while I, they were probably following me around while I was getting the bag together. And I was like, huh, where do you go? So. Totally. Uh, no. Think about something, something food for thought for sure. Well, okay. So you said you guys have a fire plan. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that we, keep having happen here in Oklahoma lately is earthquakes. Do, do your kids know what to do in an no, earthquake? Do you know, I did not know what to do in an earthquake. Okay. So this is, so the first time, well, I'm not going to say the first time. Uh, apparently these have been happening forever and are yeah. just it, picking up in, what, what do I want to say? Strength. Yeah, and, definitely. And, and maybe frequency as well. Last mm. about like six, seven years. Yeah, exactly. So um, at the time, so the first, uh, I very clearly remember the first earthquake I felt Mm -hmm. and that was when we had one son and Oliver was maybe two Mm -hmm. and we were he had been put to bed but Josh and I were still up so evening Mm -hmm. and we felt and heard and saw like our house shake right so chandeliers are swinging Mm -hmm. things are rattling on the wall um earthquakes just so you guys 
know if you haven't lived through one can be just really quick or they can also be kind of prolonged yes. like over several minutes and this was a more prolonged one mm -hmm. so we had enough time to register what was happening look at each other understand there was an earthquake going yeah. on and neither of us had any clue what to do and no. I, I'll tell you that what your instinct is so I got up and I ran to Oliver's room mm -hmm. where he's sleeping um, and my husband does the same thing and we're both standing on either side of his bed I think I like put my arms up like <laughs> like like made a tent over him with my nice. arms um, again this is not rational or logical I don't know what In I, case I was things started flying the across the room right. yeah like his ceiling fan I was gonna just you know manhandle that but um so anyway in that moment that's just what you do and then it settles and it stops and you just kind of blink back to life yeah. and, and register what just happened and and yeah I had no clue so so I go into work the next day I'm sure there was some I fell into like a google rabbit hole mm -hmm. or something that mm -hmm. night but um I go into work the next day and I'm visiting with a girlfriend because, of course, this is just like all anyone oh, can talk yeah. about is this huge earthquake we all felt last night. And I'm telling her, like, I have no idea what to do right. in an earthquake. And she is from California. And nice. so she proceeds to tell me, um, you get in a doorway right. or you go outside. But typically you're not going to, you know, middle of the night or probably are not having sure. time. So you get you stand in your doorway um, I actually don't even remember anything else I'm supposed to do. Do you know? All I knew was doorway or yeah. outside. Yeah. yeah. So I think you pick up the kids, like if they're sleeping, mm -hmm. you pick them up in your arms and you go mm -hmm. out, out of the building, uh, which we all live in. Most of us around this area have single story homes. So mm -hmm. it's pretty easy to get out. Yes. Um, but yeah. So anyway, it was so funny because she thought it was crazy that None of us Nobody knew what to, what to do. She didn't understand. I mean, I'm sure she did understand that growing up in California, you have a heightened sense of earthquake of awareness. But um, she kind of assumed that everyone had like a baseline of what to do mm -hmm. in an earthquake. And it really, like, honestly, I, mu I must have slept through that class or something. No. But, like, I feel like nobody talked to me about it. Well, and if you don't live, because again, I've lived in Oklahoma for 30-ish years and it never happened until six or seven years ago and, and it's been pretty it's been it, kind of regular. now it's like a routine yeah. thing like you just are like you know it may be just a little rattle there have been a few like really bigger ones or they're happening at a time of day where you're awake so I think they happen I don't know, for some reason they seem to happen at night and I never feel them but like a couple have been pretty intense to the point where I almost did go outside because it lasted for so long um, I know one of the ones that was pretty recent, maybe within the last year, my six-year-old was in the kitchen with me. It was in the morning, and it kind of sounds like like an airplane flying over your house when it starts. Like, it just is that low rumble. And so after that, um, anytime you did hear a plane, he would say, is it an earthquake? Is it an earthquake? And we'd wait for a second, and I'd be like, nope, plane, plane, you know? Right. So, and we live uh, kind of near a hospital, so we get some uh, helicopter traffic over our house, and that's kind of that same vibe. And so we were, sure. um, every time, he kind of would stop and ask, is it an earthquake? Fine. But I did make sure um, nothing was, like, hanging over his bed. And then when they were little, because I think the first one I ever felt probably that same one that you're talking about. I was pregnant with him at that time. And immediately then when I started like putting things on the wall in the nursery, it's like, there's nothing glass over his crib. There's nothing heavy. Mm -hmm. It's soft, light, you know, things, or they are very securely um, adhered to the wall like with the tape. Yeah, yeah. Like that um, command tape, like, yeah. you know what I mean? And with many, many things to keep mm -hmm. them on there. But yeah, it was like, I felt it while I was pregnant, and then immediately was like, "Okay, nothing can go on the wall here." Yeah. Um, but yeah, those those are weird. They're so weird. But the the first one I ever felt was probably about that same time that you're talking about because um, it was before our little ones were, or your little one, my big one, sure. <laughs> were born. So anyway, and then I know, like we've talked about with our six year old. Um, you know, I, I we haven't talked a lot about the fire plan. Um, we, he does know if he hears alarms going off in the house, like just immediately come find mom or dad. And then I was going through like a, some kind of like paranoia phase of, about like an intruder, like of someone breaking into our house. And I'm like, if you hear the alarm go off, if you can't find mom and dad, just hide. 
And I'm sure that freaked him out. I'm like, sorry. Like, Unless it's a fire alarm. And then, yeah, that's what I'm like. I I really need to probably d- differentiate between those two. Make sure he understands what the two things sound like. But, yeah, fire, fire don't hide. Intruder, yes. <laughs> Please don't hide. No, yeah. And then how do you do that with, like, out totally freaking them out? Because... I don't want him to worry, but... Well, first of all, the odds of either are very, very low. Yes. So I think, you know, making that really mm-hmm. clear, and we talk about that all the time, too, that... And do you... One of your kids has, like, storm anxiety. Is that right? Okay. Yeah, That's yes, what yeah. I was like. I was just thinking that. Like, is always, that better? or Okay. Had, um, I don't know that it's gotten better. I think, you know, really... So what started as loud noises... Mm-hmm. So he was just a kid that was really sensitive to loud noises. Um... I'm sure we were in or around a storm. Right. I mean, so that, I feel like that sort of just aversion to loud noises mm-hmm. transferred um, to storms. And there's some expert out there who can tell me if this is normal or not normal. Yeah. I don't know. But because um, now he can handle noise, generally speaking, just fine. But mm-hmm. storms have always been a bit of a problem. And, of course, you know, some of that's real so whereas my older one has always been a little bit oblivious and just Mm -hmm. kind of gonna go with the flow and he asks a few questions but unless mom and dad you know pull him into a closet he's just gonna go about his business Mm -hmm. my younger one is definitely the one that will come and ask or will hear the phones go off Mm -hmm. and run in there to find out what's happening or um you know yeah when he was I'm gonna say preschool but not a toddler whatever Mm -hmm. that age range is he would he would have some really serious anxiety around any kind of weather alert he would hear so he understood he he understood enough to know how serious it could be right and I don't quite know I mean we don't like leave the news on um at Mm -hmm. home or anything like that um to where he would have seen or heard Mm -hmm. I think some kids just internalize right. um, risk factors differently. And they do drills at school, but I assume they try to do it in a non Yeah, but I mean, like, they do, um, they also do, like, intruder drills yes. at school. And yeah. you're not freaked out that's true. that that's going to happen. <clears throat> do you know what I mean? Right. So there's something very specific about mm-hmm. it, but kind of, to a certain extent, I'm okay with it. Like, yeah. I, like obviously, I don't want him to be overly yeah. worried about anything, but... Um, as a mom, you also... It's loud. It's scary. It's like, loud it makes and it's sense. scary. Like, yeah. those are good instincts. And someday I won't be around right. when you're in one of those situations. And I want to know that you will grab your brother yeah. who is not paying attention <laughs> and take him to the yeah. nearest closet. It's so, time. It's time. Yeah. That's funny. So will he, like, try to come sleep with you tonight? Or is he, like, just... No. Um, oh, it's a whole other episode. But, like... I literally think my kids have never slept in my bed. Oh, my God. Like, ever. I'm, I what? can't think of a time that they've ever slept in my bed. What is wrong with my fucking kids, then? Because... No, it is not not a wrong or right. I just, like... Are I, you kidding me? No, I'm not kidding. And I have this... Yes. Can he talk to my child, please? Because, okay, so last night was the first night, I shit you not, in, like, probably a couple of weeks... I have not had a child in my bed and I got a full night's sleep because my kids are like, well, the two year old, I think it's just some kind of phase. Like he he wakes up every night, he decides to wander and comes in. But even my older, even my six year old, it's like, I had a bad dream and we just, we, I let it because I just don't want to deal with it in the middle of the night. So it's easier for me to just like, but also you get all those sweet snuggles. I do get a lot of snuggles, but I also get a lot of like, I mean, my six-year-old is not too bad, but my two-year-old is, like, kicking me in the back, head-butting me, putting... He likes to kick all the covers off and put his feet up on my hip like I'm a freaking ottoman or something. Like, I haven't... I, I'm not kidding you. Last night was the first decent <laughs> night's sleep I've gotten in, like, weeks. In fact, one night last week, I said to Grant, I was like, God... There were a couple nights last week, just get a lot of stuff going on that I kind of like hit the wine a little too hard and turned into like hashtag wine mom for a couple days. But I was like, but then I, so then I just didn't have anything for a couple days after that. And I said, I thought I was having those headaches because I was drinking too much wine, but it turns out I just have a damn headache every day. And I think it's because the kids won't stay out of my freaking bed and I never get a night, a good night's sleep. 
Do, so do they come them. in and like ask you things in the night, no. and you're just like, bye, see no. ya. We like, don't. We don't. I, I look. I cannot explain why. I don't think we did anything good or whatever. <laughs> but um, yeah, we just from day one, um, oh they've been in their own. That, okay, so it's not true. For my oldest, he spent six months in a crib in our room, right? Like you know, right. baby, baby, and that messed with us so much right like like neither one of us was sleeping in that scenario Mm -hmm. and it was so terrible for us yeah and then when he went to his room it was so revolutionary Mm -hmm. that um when my second son was born he like he never even came into our room so when he was a tiny tiny baby we would go sleep in his room if we needed to like he would be in his crib and we would be in a recliner or whatever Mm -hmm. in his room because you know i just like every mom had this like is he breathing anxiety um, for a while Um, and we would trade off and do that. Um, But, but always leaving the not the parent that wasn't on duty in the bedroom so they could sleep and not have the kid in their space. And so, um, yeah, it's just, we just never did it. And, And of course they're also just, rock hard sleepers yes. so this idea of like getting up in the middle of the night has never really been a thing unless someone was I mean like sick right you know I've right. been woken up to go clean up bark in the sure. middle of the night well, just like yeah. every mom but, as we all. <laughs> um, but but they don't seem to like like loud yeah. noises don't really wake them up or whatever so yeah the, oh the, the weirdest thing is the creepy like so we got we got our kids these little alarm clocks that are sort of alarms and reverse alarms. And what I mean yeah. by that is they you can set it to be a regular alarm clock, but mm-hmm. also you can there's a light on it that will turn from yellow to green. Oh yeah. We at, have one yeah, of these. Okay. They don't give a shit. <laughs> so 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 when what ours are set for seven AM on the weekends. Mm-hmm. So our kids their little light turns green. Well now they can more or less tell oh, time. No, the oldest green. one for sure can. But um anyway they, they see the light come on and um, now they're at the point where they can even like go out and turn on the TV and kind of right. settle themselves. But for the longest time, it would be like they they come mm-hmm. into our room, and I can't tell you how many times I've popped my eyes open at seven oh one to just have like a face two inches from my face mm-hmm. and just that like catching your breath. I, I mean, he is so lucky he did not get knocked out. Like. <laughs> At some point, like, there's some maternal instinct that must be overriding, like, my self-preservation instincts. Because when you wake up and there's just eyeballs that aren't yours, you know, right in your face and and kind of just, like, breathing on you, it is the weirdest. Now, imagine um, that at about 2 (laughs) a.m. every damn night. One of them. And the, um, the younger one... Sometimes he just crawls in and we don't even know it. Like I'll just wake up and he's next to me in the morning. And I'm actually fine with that as long as, or I, or his feet are in my back at like 4 a.m. And then I'm like, oh, he's in the bed. Like he does do that sometimes. And then other times he just comes and does the creepy like whisper where he's like, mom. And you're like, what? And then he'll just say like, I get in bed with you. And I'm, and usually I'm just like, whatever, it's fine. If we try to, so, was it two nights ago? I was getting fed up with it, and I told my husband, I was like, just, and the, and the kids have been in this um, mood lately where they want to sleep together, so sometimes it's just like a pallet on the floor next to the bed, and sometimes they physically sleep together in a twin bed, and I'm going to do some bunk beds, that's a whole other topic, but haven't yet. So I said, go, just, we've just taken back, taken back into Bowie's room, like, I can't with this. Like, they were both, oh, they both came in together as a team to let me know that the covers had fallen off the bed and I needed to get up and do something about it. And so I, I send Grant in because this is like five nights in a row of being basically awake from like three o'clock on. So I'm like, can you please just go handle this? The two-year-old just starts screaming, I sleep with mommy! I sleep with mommy! And he's, I mean, he's like, these covers are off! I sleep with mommy! And I hear Grant in there, like, freaking out. He's like, I don't know what to do. He's the worst. Like, he is so disoriented when he gets woken up in the middle of the night. So he may not have even been awake until he was in the room being screamed at. He literally could have walked down the hall and not known what he was doing and then is getting, like, assaulted by this two-year-old. And so I kind of shout down the hall, like, 
it's okay if he's that upset. And I guess he doesn't hear me. So he just lays down with them and, like, gets them to settle down. But, I mean, like, he he was intense about needing to sleep with me that night. And about two hours after that happened, I woke up and he was in the bed with me. So he was, it was not, he was not backing down from it. He was going to sleep with me. Oh. Yeah. See, okay, so, I'm, I'm grass is always greener. Right. But aren't those snuggles They nice are sometimes. nice snuggles. And, they, you know, they make, it. it Again, yes, I like the snuggles, but it makes the morning a lot harder because I don't want to get out of bed because I'm snuggling with them. And so then, you know, the alarm's going off and I'm like snuggling. I hit snooze one more time and they're sleepy and they're cute. And and if they're both in there, which happens way more than it needs to, but they'll talk to each other and that's cute. And so it it makes the mornings difficult because we always run late when they do it. But yeah, it seems like in in my older one, it's usually a bad dream, which I feel like legit, like if you're that upset and you had a bad dream, that's fine. Come sleep with me. Like that doesn't bother me. And he has stopped for, for a little, about a month. He was having some accidents at night and then it was more like, I don't want to get up and change your sheets. So just go ahead. So that that was my fault. But now, I mean, oh, my God. But, yeah, this morning it was like I woke up and I was like, I'm I'm in here with no children. And I slept all night and I feel wonderful. Like, I was like, I don't have a headache. I just get out, got up and had my coffee. And it was great. Yeah. Like, so tell me, tell me what you've tried. There's a combination of just ride it out because it's a phase. Because it usually does kind of come in waves where they do it a lot and they don't. And then, um, then I'll be like, okay, no, 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 really, we gotta make them go back to their bed. And so it's like carry them back to the room, even when they just scream or whatever. And then we'll kind of usually lay down with them for a little bit. Um, and usually I'll make my husband do that because he wants me, he wants to get in bed with me. And so I'm trying to be like, no, like, I'm in here. This is my face, but I'm not great in the middle of the night. My it husband's is. not great in the it middle is. of the night. Yeah. And I'm, I'm a fairly light sleeper, but I've also, because I'm getting woken up, you know, constantly by them. And just, I kind of went through this weird, like anxiety, stress last year. I started taking melatonin at night to help me sleep. And that helps me get back to sleep if I do get woken up. And so then it, but it makes me less, I, it makes me want to deal with it even less because I'm sleepy. I'm in my zone. I don't want to get up because that, because once I'm up, I'm up. Like I, if I, I mean, my husband could get up, like make a sandwich, let the dogs out and, you know, do like a chore and then immediately lay back down and go to sleep. Like if yeah. I have to get up and go pee, I will not go back to sleep for the rest of the night. So I, I, I started taking melatonin, which is great. It really does help me. But it makes me less willing to deal with wake-ups because I just want to lay there and go back to well, sleep, I feel and I'm like kind of groggy. I feel like that's the coolest part about sleep training in, in general is yeah. that, like, you're never – I – let me put it this way. I am never my best parent when I'm tired. And that no. – I mean, at any point. So right. that could be at bedtime. Mm-hmm. That could be being woken up in the middle of the night or woken up too early. Um, but it's like, yeah, it, it's like you're having to – or not, but like if you're if you're trying to do something, then you're making like you're trying to follow through on some plan you've yeah. devised of like how you're going to handle this situation. But yeah. you're not in your right, fully awake, rested no, mind when you're doing all. it, as opposed to other things we do. Like mm-hmm. you know, generally speaking, potty training is during awake hours, or or right. you know, meal. I don't even want to say training, but like you know, enforcing eating rules or whatever, whatever. like these are all things that you're doing. Mm -hmm. We did with, because again, the old, the six year old can be reasoned with. So we did sit down with him and I did have a talk and I said, you know what? I've been cranky lately and I understand that. Do you want to know part of the reason why I'm so cranky? It's because I'm not getting enough sleep and Part of that is because you guys keep coming into the room and it's hard for me to sleep and I don't have enough space. And, you know, I was support. You know, I was like, I love the cuddles, but nobody gets enough sleep. So we he responds well to bribes. So we he loves quarters. So I said, you know, you can get some quarters if you will stay in your own bed. Like if you stay in your bed for the night, you get a quarter. And then I said, he really wants to go see, which movie is it that's coming out in June? Maybe the new Jurassic World or 
I don't think I'm going to let him see the Avengers movie because it seems pretty intense. But anyway, I think it's the Jurassic World one. Anyway, he was like, what about if I stay in my bed enough nights, I get to go see Jurassic World? And I said, you know what? That's great. That's two months away. If you can, you know, make significant progress by that point where you're not coming. I said, you know what? If you're upset or you have an accident or sick, absolutely come in. But if it's just... I've woken up and I feel like sleeping with you, then think about whether you want to see that movie and think about whether you want to stay in your room. And that has helped some with him. That's a good um, idea. But then I get the team last night or two nights ago where they're sleeping in there together and they decide to come in or because they want to sleep together. I think sometimes Towns wakes up and then makes noise or cries or whines about mommy and then it wakes up Bowie and then Bowie comes in to tell me that Towns is crying and wants to sleep with me and then everybody's up and then it's like, well, if he gets to sleep with you, why don't I? Yeah. So, yeah. So, I, um, Ariana Huffington's sleep book is on my, like, mm. queue of things to read. Mm-hmm. So, I have not read it, but the reason it's in my queue is because a coworker recommended it to me and said it just completely, completely changed the way she thinks about her sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, is it like a grown-ups need more sleep? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, it's like, so, so again, this is coming from someone who has not yet read the book, but my understanding, um, like, Ariana Huffington wrote, you know, I don't care if I'm at the most fabulous party mm-hmm. in New York City. I have an alarm set on my phone. And then it's time for me to leave because I have a bedtime. Yep. Like I, like she protects her sleep mm-hmm. more than anything else because, um, well, and again, I'll read the book and then I'll know more. But the idea is that like that element alone can have as much of a health and psychological benefit um, as anything else you can do. Mm-hmm. But it's the thing that it's almost it's almost like devalued like i don't know if you heard i i have friends that'll be like i can get by on five hours of sleep and it's almost like a like a point of pride yeah and 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 i do think this like i i know this for myself i realize that everybody's biology and physiology is different maybe not everyone needs eight hours Mm -hmm. but i do know that whatever your magic number is um you know for me it's probably it's probably eight it might be seven and a half like I am a different human being when I have it and when 100%. I don't have it, and and it's also very true that I do not like. It's almost like I treat it like, oh, awesome! I got enough sleep. Look like like that, that's yeah. a surprise or like a mm-hmm. like a like an anomaly. And the point is like, no, that should be every single night. Right. And if you're not getting that, then make that the anomaly. Does Ariana so, Huffington have children? Well. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't know. Good question. <laughs> right. Um, if, if, if she does, I'm sure they're grown, but no, something. It's, all, it's on my list because I think what I need is like empirical evidence mm-hmm. to force me I will to say, do something that I know intuitively. Mm-hmm. I need like, sometimes you just need an expert to give yep. you all the reasons why. Go to bed by 10 or you whatever. Do that. Yeah. Yeah. We, I will say this. It has made me go to bed earlier because, well, one, I'm tired because been up since three, but um, because of the fear of being woken up. So I know if maybe I can get from like 10 to three, that's at least a chunk that's better than, you know, and I, I mean, I go lay in bed and read and it just usually takes me a while to wind down, but I've been getting in bed earlier because of that. And that's probably every mom because you just get trained from, you know, I, back in the day, I was a huge night owl. Like I was way more productive at night. I got way more stuff done at night. And now I'm like a hundred percent useless after like 9 PM. Like I just, I I'm done (laughs) by that point. And I, it's hard for me to get anything done. So I just go to bed. I'm in the same boat. Evenings are are really tough. Do you think that'll change as our kids get older? I think so. Cause I have friends with older kids who I've seen, circle back around to mm. staying up late and whether it's to go to parties or, you know, things like that, or just to stay up later. And, um, because then, well, your kids stay up later at that point too. And you either have to kind of stay up and supervise homework or, you know, they're not, they're at soccer till nine o'clock or something. And then they have to come home and do homework and, you know, they're, they're up till 10. And so you probably 
stay up a little bit later at that point. But I don't know. My kids have always gone to bed pretty early, um, which is great. But then, yeah, once they're in bed, I rarely, I, I usually have about 30 minutes to an hour of work. <clears throat> then I can get done just emails and catch up from the day. Work? work, work, like actual work. And I would say probably three nights a week I do that because I just either I've been traveling and I have to do it or um, I can just sit on the couch. I Again, sit on the couch, get a glass of wine, turn on a garbage TV show that I don't have to pay attention to and just kind of, yeah. again, if it's mindless work like you know, for me, Scheduling I do like, yeah, or order something. samples and check email and respond to things or um, that kind of stuff. And then, but if it's anything heavy, I have to wait till the next day to do it because I just, my brain isn't yeah. functioning, especially, and after about nine, I'm, I'm usually done. So, especially when I'm getting woken up at three-ish every <laughs> single night. Well, I feel like that's um, a really great way to end this episode. Yeah. Because... <laughs> Probably it's my bedtime. Our, our kids are getting into bed now, which means it's safe for us to go home. That's right. And That's right. In fact, I'm kind of inspired by this conversation. I think I'm just going to download the book. It was one of those things, like, I just keep, like, a list. Anytime mm-hmm. somebody recommends something, mm-hmm. I just kind of put it on there for, like, future. Mm-hmm. But I think this conversation has inspired me. So read that I'm going to go read that Let book. me know. All right. If, if there's more than just go to sleep. <laughs> involved. I, I mean, obviously, there's a whole book of it, but I'm like, yeah, just go to sleep. That's probably a good thing. There so. you go. Thanks, listeners. Go to sleep. Yep. Thank Talk to you. you later. Bye. Why was six afraid of seven? Because seven, eight, nine. Thanks for listening. You can find us online at themiddleofeverythingpodcast.com, on Instagram or Facebook at The Middle of Everything, and on Twitter at T-M-O-E Podcast. And if you like the show, don't forget to review us on iTunes. It helps. Thanks. Bye.